Hey guys, on this episode of The Redeemed Marriage, um, I wanna see if you've ever asked yourself this question. Did I ever really love my spouse? Or have you said, I don't think I love them anymore? And so we're gonna unpack that in this episode and we're also gonna tell you a step that you can take so that you can get back to the love that you had when you first got married. So stay tuned, this is gonna be a lot of fun. Hey, I'm Rusty. And I'm Heather. We're the Bryants with Three Strands Marriage Ministry, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Video Podcast. We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages. We're not licensed counselors. However, we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. Hey guys, I am so excited about this episode. It's been one that I've wanted to talk about now for a while. Um, and I think the reason why I wanna talk about it so much is because I get this question a lot and I hear um, people ask me this question a lot. And to be honest, it was a question that I asked myself when we were going through our marriage crisis nine years ago. Um, and the question is, do I still love him? Um, or you may have heard, did I ever really love him? And that's just a question that I get a lot and that kind of um, comes up a lot in conversations that I have with other ladies. Well, since we're going to talk about that and just, um, you know, if you ever loved your spouse or do you mm -hmm. still love your spouse? And just that I know that sometimes things happen in marriage and you start yeah. asking yourself those questions, you start doubting and all that kind of stuff. So I thought just to start this off, maybe we revisit just kind of our relationship, you know, dating and sure. then marriage and honeymoon, first years, whatever, and just sure. kind of give a little bit of a background um, where we came from. And maybe we can, as we're talking, sort of unpack... Um, you know, how we fell in love. Did we fall in love? You sure. know, that kind of thing. Okay. So, All right. Yeah, so. that's good. So we started dating when I was in ninth grade and he was in 10th. And we have a ninth grader and that kind of blows my mind. Uh -huh. yeah. But we, we he doesn't, did. He doesn't need to be dating no. his future wife No, he right doesn't. Now. He doesn't. Um, but I was in ninth grade. He was in 10th. And um, our families were good friends. And it was very natural. And we just started dating. And honestly, my dad, I don't think, would have let me date that young. But it was just rusty. So, so it was fine. So we did a lot of um, things with our families and things at first. But we dated all through high school. Um, we both went to MC and um, continued dating there. He was a year older, so he went to college his freshman year, and I was still in high school, but we still dated. And then we broke up one time mm -hmm. um, when we were in college for about a month. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just one of those things where we were like, we've never dated anybody else. Are we sure? And we were starting to talk about marriage and we just wanted to be sure. And so we took about a month break and that really just kind of affirmed to us mm -hmm. um, that we were in a relationship that we wanted to be in yeah. forever. And I, you know, and I remember us dating, you know, obviously as young teenagers and just going through the whole dating mm -hmm. process. I mean, there were lots of feelings and oh, lots yeah. of emotions and hormones, you know? Yeah. I mean, like you, we were obviously attracted to each other mm -hmm. physically, mm -hmm. um, which I mean, obviously not sure what oh, she was thinking, but 
I've aged well, though. You have. Okay. Aged um, well. But, you know, just thinking back on the, I mean, there were, it was a lot of feelings. And, and, yeah. and I, I know that we probably even said to each other that we were falling in love. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and, and that's real. I mean, there's, sure. but, but some of those feelings um, we're, we're probably not all love. Sure. There's some uh, lust in absolutely. there. Absolutely. And yeah. just the, just the attraction and the emotions mm-hmm. that go along with that. Um, which is normal. Absolutely. Because well, you gotta have, you gotta be attracted. Yeah. yeah. There's gotta be, gotta be there's gotta be the chemistry. Sure. And so, sure. and we obviously had that. And so, mm-hmm. uh, right out of college, um, we got married mm-hmm. and, and that was, I mean, we kind of knew for a long mm-hmm. time. And like you said, we had the, the one little breakup just kind of mm-hmm. to make sure. But, um, I mean, we were in love. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no doubt. And wedding day. And I, we talk about that a lot. I talk about that with women a lot to think back to their wedding day. You absolutely are in love head over heels with your spouse mm-hmm. on your wedding day. Um, you know, we talked about that a couple of episodes ago, that fairy tale that you imagined. And for me, my marriage day, my wedding mm-hmm. day was that. It was perfect. It was um, everything that I hoped it would be and wanted it to be. And so, absolutely, I was mm-hmm. in love with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, obviously I was too. And we got married and, I mean, even the honeymoon was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then even coming back, those those first few years of just learning to do life together. Yeah. I mean, there was... I mean, we were genuinely in love, mm-hmm. and although, just like we talked about before, fairy tale doesn't last forever, sure. and we came home and found out really fast because there were conflict and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but but we were still just very much mm-hmm. in love. And so, you know, as I think back on those those stages, the dating and engagement and then marriage and honeymoon and even those first few years, um, you know, you asked that question and you started asking your, you know, the question of yourself, but... But I wonder if, even through those early stages, do you think that love was a feeling or was it a choice? Hmm. Yeah, I think for sure it started started off as a feeling, mm-hmm. um, especially because we were so young. But even early in marriage, it was a feeling that, in a commitment, mm-hmm. you know, we'd walk down the aisle and we were both raised in a in a home where divorce wasn't an option, and it, and so it was a feeling and a commitment at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, but then, as things start getting harder. Um, and there, there are conflicts and disagreements and maybe different um, views on things, then it moves into mm-hmm. it being a choice. Like I was choosing to love you and choosing to stay in a covenant relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's a really big point in all this mm-hmm. is that love is it's both feelings and a choice. Sure. And you know the feelings, honestly, they kind of come and go. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, early on, the feelings are always there. You're falling in love, and mm-hmm. everything is just, you know, it's emotions and the feelings and all that. Um, but as you, you know, I mean, it is a choice because you're choosing to say "I do" to your spouse. Right. And so, as you're saying "I do," you're saying "I'm in, I love you." Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. that is a choice that you're making. Um, and so, you know, you kind of answered this a little bit, but as you get 
on into your marriage, do you think that it becomes more and more of a choice? And is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. Well, I do know that as you, as the marriage um, goes on, a lot of times the feelings of um, of of the marriage are based on what the other person is doing for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I really feel like I love him because he helped clean the house today. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like I love him because he's taken us on a trip. So the feelings, I, I think, come a lot, come many times from what you do to make me happy. Are you meeting my need? Are you meeting my need? Yeah. Are you making me feel mm-hmm. loved I, and adored and and I, those things? And I think that's good that you're it it does become are you making me happy? Sure. And if you're making mm-hmm. me happy then you you can almost hear yourself saying, "Oh man, I love I love her." Right. You know. Yeah. And like yeah. even in the even in tough times of your marriage like you could be going through you could even be going through a stage where i think you may even be going this just is not working and mm-hmm. then your spouse does something to make you happy and those feelings kind of t- mm-hmm. come back and you're saying oh man i love her because mm-hmm. they've done something sure. to make you happy to mm-hmm. please you to you know whatever it might be mm-hmm. and so those feelings i think they do continue but it it genuinely becomes a daily yep. daily decision mm-hmm. and a choice that's right to love somebody and and especially when things are hard like right. i mean i think about of course our marriage crisis that you had to choose to love me yep. through that yeah but then i think and that was a that was big and not everybody has big right. um but even like when i went through cancer there was nothing physically attractive about mm-hmm. me in my mind. I mean, you know, the surgery, the no hair. Um, the, you were bald. Yeah, I was bald. It was kind of cool. It was not cool. <laughs> it was not cool. Um, and the surgery. Did I mention the surgery? The surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the just scars and and being bald. And I, was, I didn't feel attractive at all. Um, and you chose to love me mm-hmm. through that. I mean, if you had just been... Um, physically attracted to me that wouldn't have lasted you know and that's it's kind of I'm actually thinking about this a little bit while you're saying it but you know nine and a half years ago when um, you know you there was infidelity in our marriage you committed adultery and you know at that at that point you know I, I like I didn't have feelings of love for mm-hmm. you. I mean, mm-hmm. I had I had strong feelings of hatred. Like sure. I really did. I was angry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm I'm not sure that, you know, at that point I I was choosing. I mean, I immediately made a choice with it. I didn't love you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like because of what everything that had happened. And so I had to really work through all of that and make the choice of forgiveness. Sure. I mean, the choice of forgiveness was what led me to um, begin to make the choice that yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mm-hmm. love you because we've said this before. But you know, biblically, um, I had every right to to divorce. Sure. And but we knew from the very beginning that that was not going to be our option. And so much of that, you had a choice as well. But being the one that was the victim in in the incident, you know, I had that choice. And so. 
Making that choice, though, and the hard choice to say, I'm going to choose to mm-hmm. love you no matter mm-hmm. what you did to me, the betrayal, the hurt, right. and everything, I'm going to choose to continue loving you. And then when you had cancer, like, it was already, it was easy for mm-hmm. me because I had already learned sure. to make those choices during that hard time. And, you know, I've said this before, but... To me, I when I really realized that I had forgiven you completely mm-hmm. was when you got cancer and I genuinely 100% said to God and said to myself and said to you that I would take the cancer for you. Mm-hmm. And years before that, when we were going through what we went through, I, I wouldn't have cared if you'd walked outside and got run over by a bus. You probably had driven the bus. I, yes, if I <laughs> could have. If I'd had my bus license, I would have... <laughs> But, but that's, I mean, that's just real. I mean, I'm just talking real, you know? And so, I mean, it really hit me when you were going through that. And I realized I I would take this in a heartbeat for for her. And so I knew that I had truly 100% forgiven you. I had truly gotten to a place where I was choosing to love you every single day, no matter what had happened, no matter what you were going through. Now, are those days hard sometimes? Absolutely. I mean, choosing to love somebody comes with with hard things that's right um that's right so uh so yeah i mean it's a it's feelings and it's a choice and but but i also i mean there's still feelings like we still have feelings it's not like oh my goodness i have to choose to love her every (laughs) day that's right that's right because what i think happens a lot of times and i've heard you say this so many times with your mentor saying this but but you you take steps of obedience that's right and for marriage relationship the step of obedience is choosing to love your spouse like like that's it sounds tough but it's simple too Mm -hmm. i mean it's like you're making a choice to come to follow your vows and to and to stay true to your vows and so when you take those steps of obedience the step of obedience to love your spouse then feelings will come in time that's right and they may not come immediately but Mm -hmm. as you continue Mm -hmm. taking those steps of obedience Mm -hmm. those feelings are going to come and that's with everything Mm -hmm. in your life well and that's what i was going to say is i the reason why i talk about that so much is because so many people i mean i've been there i I get there often where you don't feel like spending time with the lord but you wake up and you do the things that you know to do out of obedience and the things you know to do that will draw you closer to the lord it's the same thing with the Mm -hmm. marriage you do the things that you know will draw you closer um, to them and then you take those steps of obedience and then your feelings you know they line up and the thought about have i um, have I fallen out of love mm-hmm. with my spouse? I want to. I want to revisit that because, mm-hmm. you know, you had a choice mm-hmm. in um, in the in our marriage crisis in the um, affair. Am I going to choose to love her? And I remember the counselor asking us, "Do you love her? Like, mm-hmm. are you going to fight for this marriage?" But the other question for me, because obviously I had stepped out of. Um, of choosing to love you when I decided to have an affair. And I genuinely thought that there were, that I loved and had feelings for this other man. And so how did I get back to, like, how did I get to where I thought um, that I didn't love you anymore? Mm -hmm. And then how did I get back 
to truth. And so for me, that was a hard, it was a hard battle because I genuinely believed that this other path was going to make me happy. And for me to be able to look at that and see it as a lie from the enemy was a turning point for me because I had to revisit how I felt on our wedding day. I had to revisit the love that I knew was there on our wedding day. And for so many people, that's a hard place to go back to. And so to go back to that place and say, absolutely on July. Oh, you're, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's because, it's because of Bacon's birthday. Sorry. July 27th. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm, I recovered. Mm. Bacon's birthday is the 17th and I get confused. So July, how I felt on July 27th, 1996. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kind of sweaty. I'm sweaty. Um, how I felt on that day was I was absolutely in love with him. And you don't just fall out of love with right. somebody. It is, you don't just fall out of love somebody. It is a, um, you don't jump there. It is a moment by moment by moment by moment decision that over time gets to where you say, I mean, I don't even love them anymore. But it started with one little moment. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I want, um, gosh, I just want to challenge you with. Go back to that moment. It's not just a feeling. Right. It's not just, oh, I, let me get that feeling back. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. It is a choice of obedience and saying, I made a, I'm in a covenant relationship that I made a vow mm-hmm. and a promise before my spouse and before God, and we're going to honor that. Mm-hmm. And so... Sometimes you may need help getting back there. And so that's why I want to talk about this because if you are in that place, um, which I know a lot of people are, Mm -hmm. they are. They're like um, holding on for dear life, about to step right off that cliff and say, I'm done. And um, and I just think we have some um, great tools. Yeah, when you and when you said earlier, like you don't just wake up. That's one right. day and go, nah, I don't, I mean, roll over, nah, yeah. nah, don't really, not feel When that. you don't you wake know. up and say, I think today I'll have an affair. Right. You don't wake it's, up and say, today I'm going to be an alcoholic. Right. I mean, those are big decisions that are moment by moment right. in getting there. And those moment by moment little decisions are actually choices that you're making. You're making a choice to not love your spouse. That's right. And they may not seem like that when you're making those mm-hmm. little choices and little decisions, that's but right. that's ultimately where you're headed. That's right. And so it's those daily choices. And so for 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 one, you have to stop making those decisions that are mm-hmm. leading you down that path. Mm-hmm. And you've got to start making choices every day that say, I'm going to choose to love my spouse. And so, you know, like we talked about, we want to give some practical examples mm-hmm. because everybody's in different situations. Sure. I mean, there's there's situations where, you know, maybe both spouses are kind of just in the, like, blah, you know. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us are really feeling it just right now. Just trying to make it. And you're just trying to make it. But both are sort of like, you know, I wish we could get sure. back there. And so, you know, as one starts, the other one can start, mm-hmm. and, it, and it starts making a difference. But there's mm-hmm. also instances where there's one that's just completely checked yeah. out. 
Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, now I'm trying to do this on my own. That's right. But it's still, you're making a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a selfish, mm-hmm. a, a selfless <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah. And that's what marriage really is. Yeah. You remember that thing that we learned about marriage in 50-50? That's right. Gosh, so, I, that was that was big for me. Yeah. It's not 50-50 and so, you make 100. Mm-hmm. It's 100, 100, 100. And sometimes you're given 100% Mm-hmm. And your spouse has nothing to give. Right. And then sometimes you're given, you know, 100% and your spouse is given 20. So it's a percent of, of responsibility. and 100 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we started talking before, um, you know, before we actually started this podcast, just of, you know, how, what are those steps? So mm-hmm. your marriage is kind of, you know, may, I mean, maybe there's nothing massive that happened. Maybe there mm-hmm. is something massive that happened. You can be anywhere in between, but everybody goes through those stages where you're just like, okay, how do we get back? Yeah. Because like what you said, take yourself back to that marriage mm-hmm. day. Everybody would love to be there. Absolutely. Reality is with all the life that goes on, mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna be back to that day. But you could actually be in a place that's better, yeah. that's more mature, that's Absolutely. a deeper devotion, a deeper love. I mean, we're there sure. because of everything that we've gone through. Right. So, you know, sure it'd be fun to go back and ex- relive those emotions <laughs> and those feelings sure. of the wedding day. But I but, wanna be where we are. That's right. Mm-hmm. So so how do you how do you get there though? How do you get back to where you're choosing to love every single day? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know what you said was you're taking you're taking steps to love your spouse mm-hmm. the way that they want mm-hmm. to be or the way that they need to be loved. Sure. So sure. why don't you share that from a woman's perspective and okay. just what you mean by that? Sure. So I know um, just from talking with Rusty and um, and through some of our counseling that we went through that for men affirmation is a very big thing mm-hmm. for men mm-hmm. um, um, that y'all need affirmation and affirming from your spouse and I think about like the these men that go to work all day they go to work and they are working hard and they're trying to prove themselves at work and they um, and they need that mm-hmm. and then when they come home it's no it's no different they mm-hmm. need that affirmation and so that was a real eye-opener for me um to be able to keep going sorry, sorry. no i was gonna jump in before i for- okay, forgot go, the, go. the the key phrase like a guy wants to know that we have what it takes mm. And we have what it takes, because you mentioned work. Mm -hmm. Yes, we want to know that we have what it takes when we're at work. Mm -hmm. We have kids. We want to know that we have what it takes to be the best dad. When it comes to, I mean, we're competitive people. Mm -hmm. When it comes to sports and athletics, we want to know that we, I mean, we may be older, (laughs) but we want to know we have what it takes. And it's the same thing in our marriage. We want to know that we have what it takes. So that's the key. That's the key word. And by you saying, um, you know, affirmation, every man fears failure. I mean, we don't want to fail at anything. We don't want to fail in our marriage. We don't want to fail. I don't want to fail you. I don't want to fail at my job. I don't want to fail my church. I don't, you know, everything, my kids, all of that. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I want to, I want to feel like I have what it takes. And so, you so can, affirmation feeds that's that. That's exactly that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that was just 
weird. I mean, it wasn't weird that you needed that. It was just weird when I was told I really should speak into that more because I don't expect you or really even care. And I, I don't think that that's weird. If you say to me, thank you for unloading the dishwasher. Thank you for making up the bed. Thank you. Like that just doesn't feed me. You know, I do it because I, I love to and, and, I, and that, I feel like that's part of my role. But for you, you have told me that it's really important for me to notice those things mm-hmm. and to show you that, um, that you're enough in that way, mm-hmm. that I appreciate the way that you take care of our family, that I appreciate the things you do to help around the house, the house. Um, that I just affirm you in that you are the best husband, the best dad, and notice when you do. Mm-hmm. Thank you for taking the time to do that with one of the boys. Mm-hmm. You know, just just affirming that you are you do have what it takes. Yeah. You absolutely have what it takes. And I think that, you know, since y'all like to be loved differently, which we'll talk about, sure. it makes it harder for you to do that. And the other thing is, and I said this today, we were talking about this, but most women, they're, they, uh, they have this special gift of being able to point out all the things that you do wrong. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just true. I mean, that's like, just kind of... Like, instead of saying, thank you for loading the dishwasher, why did you put the bowls on the top? Yeah, I mean, it's just... <laughs> and and it, I mean, so I do think it's even deeper than just affirmation. It's, it's mm. uh, because, you know, like, we really... Like, I really do want to know that I have what it takes to make you happy. Mm-hmm. I have what it takes to please you. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, every... I mean, just as a, as a husband, as a father, as a lover, mm-hmm. I mean, even physical, all of that. There's just this... Like, like I don't want to fail, mm-hmm. and I want to know that you believe in me. Right. That's the key. Like, right. you believe in me. And if mm-hmm. you're constantly nagging, and look, I know. I mean, that's just, ladies do that. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and if you're just constantly nagging and nitpicking, and why do you spend so much time doing this, or why are you not doing this, or why can't you do this for me, or whatever, then it's just sinking further and further mm-hmm. for us going, I don't have what it takes. Yeah. I can't. I cannot make right. her happy. Like yep. I can't. And that's when you start. Get, when the guy <laughs> starts going, I don't know that I love her because I, I cannot. Mm-hmm. I cannot live up to her expectations. That's, that's right. basically what it yeah. is. Yeah. And and we want to live up to that's the expectations. Right. We're not. We're not going to live up to the expectations. Yeah. But by you saying you got it. I mean, yeah. you you. So what does that mean for us? Like. For for us ladies, what that means is we have to be their biggest fan. Mm. There should be no one at their job, in their life, in their what else, in their hunting camp, yeah. in their wherever that is a bigger fan of your husband than you are. You have to take that role seriously to be their cheerleader, to encourage, to, um, to just pour life into... Mm them so that they then can love you better so here's something that just clicked with me too Mm -hmm. there's a you know one of the husband's role is to be a spiritual leader of Mm -hmm. the home yeah i don't care who you are and how spiritual Mm -hmm. you are every man feels inadequate in that area yeah and and i do think that that is one thing that we get chopped down probably Mm -hmm. more than anything because we don't feel 
adequate to be able mm -hmm. to lead in that way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's the woman that has the desire mm -hmm. for their husband to lead in that way. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of nagging that comes along <laughs> with that. Like, why don't you ever pray with me? Or why don't you ever lead us mm -hmm. in about, you know, whatever. And so even in that area, like we need to know that even though we fail in that area and we are not adequate to, to handle that role, like you believe in us. That's right. And like you're going to do something that instead of nagging and pushing us away, you're going to make it really easy on mm -hmm. us. Almost make it to where it's it's our idea. That's right. But That's right. Because we want to do that. We just don't feel like that, yep. that we can. And if your husband says, um, even if it's, let's say, the blessing before dinner, you make a big deal That's and right. say, God, thank you for doing that. Mm -hmm. That meant a lot to me. Yeah. Even, you know, I mean, you don't round of applause, but you, you right. know, That's you make right. it important mm -hmm. to say that was really important to me. And I loved it when you did that. Yeah. I loved it yep. when you did that. So no, that's good. that's great. I mean, I think you nailed it um, with and being the biggest cheerleader is also because guys don't need to go look for somebody oh, else yep. to be that that's cheerleader. Right. That's right. And and that, and it, I'm not even saying necessarily another woman, but that's no. certainly sure. one of the one but of the a things. Friend, but any of a friend. Them. I yeah. mean, like. I mean, you know, I mean, even guys that, that, that go to their hunting camps or mm -hmm. go play sports or whatever, I mean, they got people there that, are, right. that are pumping them up and mm -hmm. making them feel good. Yep. And because of that, they want to be there more than they want to be right. in your house. That's right. And even if you don't like to watch football, I love to watch football, mm -hmm. but even if you don't, sit down on the couch with them and watch football with them and just, you know, cheer with them. Be Trade out the Hallmark <laughs> movie for the... <laughs> I'll watch a Hallmark movie if you Hallmark watch football. Hallmark is going to foul against us. I don't think anybody at Hallmark Channel watches our podcast. Maybe they will sponsor us. <laughs> if you're with the Hallmark Channel, we'll talk good about you. Okay, you I want to talk okay. about how women like to feel yes. loved. I hope I'm not hitting this microphone. Oh, you might be busy. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so talk about yeah, the so woman's side. So for us, I feel like sometimes we feel like we aren't enough and that we need to be we need to feel loved and adored and cherished and protected that protection that's a big one like that nobody's gonna mess with us that you're not you know that type thing um and i feel like that's it like i don't need you every time i cook cook a meal to be like oh my gosh thank you for cooking you know thanks for dinners fine um and I think that some women will hear, tell them thanks for unloading the dishwasher. When we unload it 50 times a week and we don't get thanked, you mm -hmm. know, but when you do something like that to be sure and thank them. Um, so for me, it's not that. Um, and for a lot of women, I don't think it's that need for affirmation. It is, it is making us feel like that we are enough for you guys that we are, um, that you cherish us, that we are valued, um, we feel loved and, and, and just protected. And you know what's so, what's so funny about that is I think uh, John Eldridge writes a great book for men. It's called Wild at Heart. And one of the things that he says is that guys want and desire a beauty to rescue Hmm. So, like, we actually, that's in our DNA. Mm -hmm. What you're asking us to do is right. that. The problem is we don't feel adequate. So it's, yeah. 
and we can talk about this at some other point, but it's yeah. that crazy cycle yes. that we've talked about. It's like, okay, well, you know, I want to do that, mm-hmm. but I don't feel adequate enough. That's right. and, and because I don't feel adequate enough, you've got to affirm me That's and right. tell me. And that. I'm not going to affirm you because I don't feel <laughs> yeah. loved so it's and just cherished. This, it, yeah. so, mm-hmm. so it becomes truly a choice. That's right. And it becomes one of those, uh, you know, the, to, very, to put it very simply, you know, I need to find exactly what it is that makes you feel loved, and then mm-hmm. I make the choice to do it, whether I'm getting mm-hmm. it back in return mm-hmm. or not. You, the same way. And, and you know, as you do those things, the feelings, you're doing it out of obedience, mm-hmm. and then the feelings will follow. That's right. And and the hope and the prayer is that, that by doing those things that your spouse's feelings right. will begin to follow That's as right. well. That's right. And your spouse may begin to do the things mm-hmm. that you need mm-hmm. in order to be loved. So... Um, you know, I know about, I'm sure men watch this too, but I probably more ladies. So can I challenge the ladies? Do you mind? Yes. Ladies, I challenge you with without expecting or wanting anything in return. That's important. Because if you go into this saying, I'm going to do this and maybe he'll, mm-mm. I challenge you to do say something encouraging to your spouse at least a few times a day over this next week. Just see how it goes. Thank him for doing something around the house. Okay, if he doesn't do anything around the the house, then find something else that you can affirm him, encourage him. um, I mean, it can be talk about how good he is at his job or that you're thankful for the way he, maybe he chose to bathe the kids, or, you know, a lot of those are acts of service that are, those are easy to say thank you for. But you might have to dig a little deeper Mm -hmm. and find something else if there's no acts of service around. Um, But try to find something that you can encourage, say positive, make them feel loved, and to affirm who they are. Make them feel like they are that mm-hmm. rescuer. Mm-hmm. Make them feel like mm-hmm. they are, be their biggest fan. Yep. I challenge you to do that this week without expecting anything in return. And I would have, my challenge is kind of funny because my challenge to the guy is if you happen to be a guy that's watching this and your spouse, your wife may or may not watch it, my challenge is don't go to your spouse and say, you need to watch this episode <laughs> because you want them to hear what Heather just said. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. in this, you know, but in all seriousness, like, like take this take this seriously for yourself. That's Don't right. be the one that goes, "Are you listening? Mm-hmm. Are you listening to that preacher that's up there you preaching?" Cannot fix your spouse. That's right. And so, cannot. so for guys, you know, I would say that a lot of times we need things spelled out for mm-hmm. us. So some of that may sound a little Greek to you, like, "Well, what does she mean by protected? What does she mean by by feeling loved?" Ask your ask mm-hmm. your spouse like yep. how great would it make them feel for you to just go hey you know can you just tell me what are the things that really make you feel loved mm-hmm. like what can I do to make you feel loved mm-hmm. because a lot of it's different you know different girls feel different right. about different things and so if you don't know ask her and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that you don't That's have to right. be a private investigator and try to figure it out That's just right. go and ask them yep. and 
I just think that'll go so far. So, um, I mean, I think we've given some really good Mm. practical advice. I can't wait to hear from people because I'd love to hear how things go. And and look, you know, you guys, I'm telling you, we... When you when you text us or when you leave comments on Facebook, I mean, mm-hmm. it's such an encouragement to yeah. us. And we've had so many of those over the last few weeks. And, you know, it just, we feel like that we want to take the step of trying to encourage marriages. And it's a small step. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, if it, if it only helps one couple, that's right. then that's what we're here for. That's right. um, but if, you know, if some of you are out there and you're enjoying this and you think, you know, maybe somebody else, you know, needs to listen mm-hmm. to it, share it. I mean, here's the thing. I know, I know some of you are like, well, I don't want to share this because then people think I'm having trouble <laughs> with my marriage or uh-huh. I don't want to share this with my spouse. Mm-hmm. Look, just, I mean, you can even just share it and say, Hey, some, some friends of mine mm-hmm. that I know, or some, you know, I've come across this and it's mm-hmm. some really good stuff and you need to watch it. Mm-hmm. But that's how it helps to get more and more people. And that's the, you know, for us, we don't care the numbers and mm-hmm. stuff, but there's somebody out there that's that right. needs to hear what we're saying. And so we want to be an encouragement to that couple. And you may be the way that that couple gets to hear it. So don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid to share it. And you can just, I mean, hey, oh, some of my high school friends that I went to to school with are are doing this. Y'all should check it out. That's awesome. So thanks for watching. And I hope you'll go to our Facebook page and like and share and all that kind of stuff. Go to our YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe to that. Um, And we'll keep doing this because we're having a blast doing it. So we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.